the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Hey, good afternoon. Just uh, re-upping a fresh coat of (laughs) Purell. (laughs) It's uh, day 13, the pandemic edition of The Ride Home. Here's the problem. Um, Like six years from now, they'll come out and say, you know that Purell? (laughs) It caused cancer. Exactly. That's the problem. But that's okay because we didn't get the coronavirus. Right. Except we'll probably get that too. No, no. Hold on. Let's let's be positive about it. I think we should just assume that we're going to get it. You think? Yep. Why? Because we're stuck in the studio? No. I think everybody should just assume that you're just going to get it. Yeah. Well, okay. So Dr. Fauci over the weekend Mm -hmm. said we can expect a huge Uh hit. Huge hit. Uh, a lot of people will die. A lot of mm-hmm. people will be injured. Uh, we're going to talk about this, of course. Uh, it's a topic of it's something you just can't escape. Right. But it's not the only thing we're going to talk about right. because life is about more than the coronavirus. Mm-hmm. I'm getting a tissue right now. You know why? Could I have one? Would you like one? Sure. Because I feel the need to touch my Me face. Me too. <laughs> there we go. I feel better now. I'm going to try and do uh, follow uh-huh. established guidelines. How was your weekend? Uh, it was fine. However... There were a couple breakdowns. Breakdowns. Here's my question. Are you doing weird things? Because if someone asked me, Kath, how are you doing, you know, with the quarantine and all that? And I'd say, I think fine. I've had great time with my husband and kids. I've been cooking really good food. Mm -hmm. I've had a lot of good sleep. I think I'm fine. Mm -hmm. Except there are moments where it – that are – that revealed the interior of myself. <laughs> you know, like on the outside, I seem fine. <laughs> say no more. But then I do a thing and mm-hmm. I say, well, well clearly a fine person wouldn't be doing that. Right, right. Okay, do, um, uh, I've experienced this myself. Okay. And Mike, um, I imagine you yourself have as well. Mm-hmm. I have, yes. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately. Yeah, so this yeah. is, I would say it's probably pretty common. Now look, our home life... We had a great weekend. So did we. The weather was absolutely incredible, wasn't it? And yesterday with that wind, Mm -hmm. it was so fabulous. I sat outside for a long time. That's wonderful. We were outside for a long time as well. It was great. But it's it's like you said, Kath, there are things that are leaking out (laughs) from the subconscious Uh that are not exactly normal. You want to go? Two times I've done this, John. And yes, I would like to go. What do you got? Now, this might not be a thing that guys do because I don't really know, but this is a this is a girl thing. When you wash your hair as a girl, you wash your hair with shampoo. Yeah. And then you follow it with conditioner. Okay? Now, for someone who has hair like mine, my hair is very thick and it's very Full. Cor- coarse. Mm-hmm. Okay? Coarse, coarse. So, both of those things are essential. Mm-hmm. You can't two times in the past week, I have exited the shower dried off, been putting my clothes on when I've realized I did not condition my hair. Mm. Now listen to me. Never 
in my life have I done that? Because if I tried to get a comb through my hair without conditioning my hair, it would never happen. Well, maybe that's just an age thing. <laughs> that's not something you say. That's just an age thing. You just forget. You that's, not, that's not due to coronavirus stress. <laughs> You're just getting older. <laughs> first off, thanks so John much. John said it, not me. I'm just saying. First off, thanks so much for helping me to feel worse I'm just during the you. pandemic. I've been there. I've done that. The second thing is... I don't care how Gosh. ill I am or cognitively compromised. Mm-hmm. I don't think I'm going to be forgetting the conditioner. Twice you already have? Twice. I'd say this might be a line in the sand for you. Have you done anything like that, Mike? Yeah. What? No. Oh, come on. Well, that's, not, that's not aberrant behavior. Uh, yes, I, it, for I mean, me, I'll, it is. I'll see your lack of conditioner and raise you up many other forms of psychosis <laughs> that leak. Seriously. Mike. Um, I've been doing this thing. It, it, it's actually happened to me this morning. Mm-hmm. It's really annoying. Mm-hmm. Um. I'm looking for something and I'm literally staring right at it and I still can't find it. Like for for example, mm. this morning I was I was pouring me a cup of joe, cup of mm. coffee, and I went to the uh, refrigerator to get some half and half and I was like, "Babe, I can't find the half and half. I know I just bought some last night. I can't find it." And le- and my wife like looks at me, she's, "What's the matter with you? It's it's right in front of you." It's an age thing. And then the day before yesterday. You think yesterday, he's impaired also? You think yeah. I'm impaired? It's yeah. an age thing. It's an age thing. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, I've done it. I've done it at least a half a dozen times a week. Mm-hmm. A week. Mm-hmm. For the last two months, okay. at least. We're John and Kathy. So in case you're wondering where we are, and we're right in front of you. Mm-hmm. Don't you worry. I appreciate it. Right, mm-hmm. yeah. Okay, so John, your turn. Two things. Dreams. Dreams. My dreams have become, to use your word, aberrant. They have become dangerous, fraught with anxiety and uh, chases. Really? And Who's chasing you? Uh, I'm not sure, but I know that I'm running, and I'm running awfully fast. Mm. And I Are wake we up, running with you? No, no, no. Mm. This is me, alone, running, in, m- most of the time, in the woods. In the woods? But here's the weirdest thing. Okay, now, growing up in a family with nine people, two things were at a premium space and your own possession mm. now we never mm. were like you know i mean we were never like sort of my mom was could make a, a buck go longer than anybody i knew we were never sort of like you know on the verge of starving but we were always especially like towards wednesday of of coming payday the cupboards were getting bare so once you started to become of age where you had your own job at least for me i would hoard for myself, secretly hoard. Really? What kinds of things? Chips, candy, sodas. Like no, I, now, you're not so nothing actually nutritious that could keep you going. No, but it was my. Like own, it, was, it wasn't like a head of broccoli. No, and, no, you know. it was my own personal stash. <laughs> okay. You know, like from my paperboy money, I would hide this stuff. And sometimes, if you were fortunate, you would stumble upon someone else's secret stash. Oh my god! So then you could raid that stash. Now, what I've done here, I'm not proud to admit this, but I'm going to admit it on 50,000 watts. I've hoarded chips and candy in my office. And I quietly at night open them up and eat them so no one can hear. (laughs) You're doing this at home? Uh Uh I'm hiding it from your immediate family. From my wife and my children. (laughs) That's sick. It is sick. (laughs) Okay. You ask, I'm telling, okay? 
That's aberrant um, behavior. So wonder, we were wondering, what about our yeah. listeners? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What are you doing? It's weird. We're streaming weird right stuff? now live on Facebook if you'd like to watch the show happen. Mm-hmm. 101.5 Word FM or The Ride Home with John and Kathy. We want to hear about your aberrant behavior. You know why? Because it's going to help us to feel better about ours. And listen, yeah. don't go real dark on us because, you know, please, I, I don't need to hear your What kind of deepest, dark are you thinking? Come on. Are you kidding me? We are human beings. We are we are natures of darkness. What about this uh, Tiger King that's sweeping you Netflix? Oh, my here's, here's God. What about it? Are you going to watch no, it? No, no, you, no, uh, no, no. Wait a second. You'll watch something like Pandemic. You're watching Pandemic but not Tiger King. Nope, nope. I've, heard the com- I've read the comments. I've seen the weirdness. I kind of go... I don't need to see that. If it involves some kind of animals and some kind of, I don't want to see mistreatment or I don't want to. Is I just, there mistreatment? I don't, I don't know. think that there's mistreatment. I, don't I think know. it's more mistreatment of humans, right? Yeah. I don't know. I don't care. I think I'm not it's more of it. like deranged. He's just a deranged human being. Garbage in, garbage out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm not doing it. Okay. Well, All right. You're watching nope. the 18 part series called Pandemic. That's knowledge. That's not garbage. Coming up on today's program. Eat your candy bars. In the 5 o'clock hour, we'll talk about the perils of working at home. If you've Mm. never worked at home before, are you losing your mind? Yep. We're going to talk about that a little later. Also, our good friend Charlie Camosi lives and works in New York City. So he's going to talk to us about what things are like there. Um, he's a professor, he's a dad, and he's a neighbor. We'll talk about that in the 5 o'clock hour. But coming up next, we'll go right to the White House. Our good friend Greg Clugsden, SRN News White House correspondent, will tell us about the latest Inside the Beltway. That's next. It's the Monday edition of The Ride Home. WORD. So, yeah, things are a little weird right now. So at Word FM, we offer a little bit of normalcy to your life. Inspiration will not be canceled. Conversations will not be canceled. The good news of Jesus will not be canceled. Hope will not be canceled. Use your smart speaker to stay connected. That's a smart choice. 101.5 WORD. Always open for encouragement. They blow into town with the wind, rain, and hail. Out-of-town storm chasers going door-to-door, often posing as a local company offering a quick fix to desperate homeowners. If you've had damage to your roof, windows, siding, or gutters and downspouts, you may be eligible to get them replaced or repaired free of charge. Just be careful who you call. Visit windowsruspittsburgh.com for a free inspection from one of their highly trained appraisers. With over 50 years in home remodeling, Windows R Us is the area's premier exterior replacement company for roofs, siding, gutters and downspouts, doors, and of course, windows. If damage isn't your issue and you just want something new, you'll love their no-pressure approach, no hidden fees, and one of the fastest turnaround times in the industry. A company who will never skip town when it comes to honoring their warranty. Visit the area's premier exterior replacement company at WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com. Mention Word FM for an additional 10% off at WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com. That's WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com. You know, spring cleaning doesn't just mean the deep clean you do around the house once a year. You may want to do some tidying up for your business's digital marketing, and Salem Surround can help. We give you all the right tools to surround your target audience and turn website visitors into website leads. Contact Salem Surround for a free evaluation of your digital presence and learn how to get your advertising message in front of today's consumers. Learn more at SurroundPittsburgh.com. SurroundPittsburgh.com. Connecting you with new customers. 
I get this warm feeling every single time we have special needs patients in our office. Their needs are not that different from anybody else. Spending the time with that patient is very rewarding to me. Exceptional dentistry meets compassionate care at StockFamilyDentistry.com. Hi, I'm Jim Daly with Focus on the Family. In the current nationwide crisis, while you're at home with your spouse for a few weeks, your attitude and approach can make all the difference. During this time of change, communicate about the important stuff, but try to let the small annoyances go to the wayside. Talk about your expectations as a couple and ways to strengthen your relationship. And finally, balance the workload around the house. Remember, together we're going to get through this. Every Monday, we start off the program by heading to the White House, where Greg Clugston, who is the SRN News White House correspondent, joins us to give us an update of the goings-on in and around the nation's capital and across the country and the world. Greg, uh, how are you holding up? Hey, I'm holding up okay, and I hope you guys are too. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Good to be back with you. Each week, Greg, we're gratified to hear your voice and to hear that you're well. And, of course, we rely on you because... I mean this. I think you've got the best take on what's going on in Washington. So let's get right to it. Incredibly tense times. The president has been on the air every single day with a team around him. Tell me what the feeling is in the White House. Well, it it really turned a corner over this weekend because Mm -hmm. last week, as you well know, the president was really hopeful that maybe within a couple of weeks by Easter Sunday, um, parts of the country at a minimum might be able to start returning to normal and maybe some of the you know businesses open and get the economy starting to ramp up again but he was uh, he was presented with some pretty grim projections from the health officials and the experts who are tracking the trend of this coronavirus outbreak and even just you know a few days after hoping for Easter he uh, he announced yesterday late in, in the afternoon that yeah, there's no way that we're, we're back to normal anytime soon by announcing the extension of these social distancing guidelines for the country through the end of next month. And it's possible they could even be extended further because he said he would hope that the country and the economy could be uh, starting a recovery by the 1st of June. So really the president and the White House uh, were sending a signal to the country that Things are are going to take a while here, and that this virus outbreak is very serious. It is serious. Well, that is good news. So uh, we're under orders, I, I believe, until the end of April, uh, Greg, that the president has said uh, stay-in-place orders are going to exist across the country. That's right. And what's interesting, John, is that, you know, these at the at the federal level from the CDC, from the federal government, they are recommendations, they're guidelines. And what we're seeing is state by state, governors have the authority within their own states to make um, to make their own uh, pronouncements when it comes to restrictions and containing activity and that sort of thing. Like, for example, here in the, in the Washington, D.C. area, two neighboring jurisdictions, the state of Maryland and the state of Virginia, both today, the governors in both states announced stay-at-home orders. They're not recommendations. They're not guidelines. They are orders that are punishable as misdemeanors mm-hmm. uh, if you are traveling outside of your home, for anything other than essential travel, which includes going to the grocery store to get food for your family and getting drugs at the pharmacy, that sort of thing, or if you are an essential worker in a, in a job that is deemed essential work. Uh, but aside from that, so, so what you're seeing is you are seeing um, the response at the federal level with the president and these guidelines, and then each individual state is going to be dealing with perhaps 
further restrictions and restrictions that have more teeth to them, to be honest. So we haven't seen a lot of the teeth here in the Pittsburgh area. I think for the most part, people have been responding well to the order from the governor. I was out on Sunday. I went to get a pizza for lunch, and I was surprised at how few people were on the roads in the city of Pittsburgh. So, Greg, that's gratifying to me. I feel like we're doing what we're supposed to be doing, being as responsible as we possibly can. But how does Washington keep functioning in that regard? So the president's team has to be there together. What about the House and the Senate? Right. Well, after the House and, well, after the Senate last week gave uh, approval to that huge $2.2 trillion rescue package, um, which includes, you know, those direct cash payments to American families and loans and, and uh, other guarantee financial assistance uh, for small businesses and large corporations. The Senate essentially um, went on recess, and really the House had already been away on recess, except for just a handful of House members who were there on hand on Friday to do uh, what was essentially a um, you know, a consent, a voice call, voice vote for for passage of that. So when it comes to Capitol Hill, Kathy, you've got members of Congress who are essentially uh, on official recess for the next several weeks. Okay. Um, and then, of course, at the White House, the president remains there as we see him uh, every day as a part of these coronavirus task force briefings along with the vice president and some of the other officials. But you've got a lot of government employees uh, at all levels of government that are working remotely when possible, if possible. Obviously, with members of Congress out of town, that doesn't mean that there's not discussions uh, taking place among uh, leadership of members of Congress, because there's already talk of a phase four package mm-hmm. of financial assistance. We've already passed three, number three last week being the, the largest of them all at over $2 trillion. I see. So let's talk about that stimulus package, Greg. Uh, last week when you joined us, the um, the vote had not yet taken place. Things were still loose, but apparently things have been signed. We're good to go. I think the big thing on a lot of people's minds is, especially if you're unemployed, when will my check arrive? Any idea about uh, the functioning of the government and the money moving forward? Yeah, a couple of things on that, John. One, the timeline is uh, probably two to three weeks. Three weeks uh, being, uh, well, this, this, the Treasury Secretary hopes it's not three weeks, but he's hoping for a majority of people to receive them. It would be within the two-week time frame starting from this week. So it's still going to be a number of days away. Obviously, we've got the first of the month happening in a couple of days for a lot of people if if rent is a concern or they have other bills due at or near the beginning of the month uh... these are going to be some anxious days no doubt um, what's going to happen is anybody who has been on file uh... with the irs for filing their taxes and getting any sort of bank information with the irs in the last couple of years will likely get their checks their money faster because those will be direct deposits into their bank account so for example if you filed your taxes a year ago and you got a refund and the irs already has your bank information you'll get that automatically deposited into your bank account but the physical checks that have to be mailed will take a little longer to get out to those people Greg Clugston with us, SRN News White House correspondent. Greg, uh, stocks have rallied. Market's best week in several decades. We could all use some good news there, yes? Boy, that's that's really true. And, I, you know, we all know if you, f- if you follow 
Uh, President Trump, even just peripherally, you know that he puts a lot of stock, if you will, in the stock market and the Dow Jones and the Nasdaq, and he loves to uh, and ha- has loved all of his time in in the White House. Talk about its uh, its increase in value since the day after he was he won the election in November of of 2016, and of course, um, big chunks of of those gains, if if not most of those gains, were were erased here over the last two or three weeks of trading, but we have seen a rebound, and I think some of the initial panic buying um, in grocery stores, um, while there still are, are some items that are difficult to find, I think that has largely subsided in some areas, and I think the initial shock of, of what is going to be happening with store closures and business businesses not having a, a normal routine here um, has sort of settled a little bit, and investors are, are looking at the possibility of seeing this $2.2 trillion aid package that Congress approved as pumping some money into the economy to help things. And, you know, it's interesting, John, you used the word stimulus, and a lot of people have, have used that to describe it. Even I had used that to describe that package. But then we heard some members um, in both the business community and in government say, technically, this is probably not a stimulus because this is just keeping keeping people afloat. Okay. Um, it's not even to stimulate additional um, you know, buying and economic activity—it's—it's—it's it's, it's just trying to keep economic activity at um, you know the bare minimum to keep people floating and and uh, and surviving essentially. I see. Hey, Greg, um, I don't know if you have any insight to this at all, but you know, in in normal times, we've seen the president surrounded by uh, men and women who are would be considered spiritual advisors. Now, certainly. Um, all of Washington, D.C. is under a pressure cooker. The president uh, has shown flashes of um, anger and um, pettiness uh, at the press conferences. And I wonder about his spiritual health and who's with him. Do you have any insight uh, to that? I mean, as a believer yourself, what is it like uh, inside the White House? And who is with the president uh, with him? Uh, is there prayer that's available? Are there services that, being, that are being held? Any insight there? Yeah, that's a good. That's a good question, and I've I've been um, thinking um, about that a little myself. Um, I'll be a member of the White House uh, radio pool uh, of reporters. I mean, I'll be the radio pool representative in the pool of reporters tomorrow, uh, which gives us um, you know even better access to asking questions. And I've wondered about asking something along those lines, because a couple of three weeks ago, you will remember at the beginning of things becoming more serious in the United States, the president had called for. A Sunday to be a national day of prayer. Uh, he also mentioned that he was going to be watching a church service online from the White House that morning. And so I wanted to follow up with him uh, about that very question that you bring up in terms of how has he been praying for the country during this crisis and um, exactly, uh, you know, what his religious faith has, has meant to him, if it's been an act, you know, it's been sustaining to him during this, this, uh, this time of challenge. There are uh, people that are close to him uh, that obviously um, share Christian belief, you know, whether it's Vice President Mike Pence or uh, Housing Secretary Carson, for example. I know that uh, in any White House, Republican or Democrat, there are um, various employee Bible studies. Um, and I don't know what they officially are in terms of inside the West Wing, for example. Uh, but the president does have various people on an evangelical and uh, Christian uh, advisory board that uh, he has contact with. Paula White is someone that uh, he has, in fact, brought on board on staff at the White House. 
and uh, he often refers to her as someone that he has talked to about spiritual matters. So there, there are there are those resources available to him. How much he's uh, he's taken advantage of them or explored those relationships and those kinds of things, it's hard to say. So just as a follow-up then, Greg, you're saying that tomorrow uh, you'll be on rotation. And it'll, it'll be your slot. So as the president steps forward, as he's done every day for the last several weeks, you'll have an opportunity to engage. Yeah, if you've uh, people who've been watching these daily briefings have noticed that there are only a handful of reporters in the briefing room now. There are 49 seats in that room, seven rows of seven seats, and there are now only 14 reporters allowed in. Um, in conjunction, it's not a White House order or mandate, but it was in, in conjunction with the White House Correspondents Association, and so there are just two members of the press corps per row, so 14 total. And so we've devised a brand new rotation of who has access to the briefing room for uh, for health safety reasons. And so uh, my turn uh, in that rotation is tomorrow. Um, and so uh, ideally the, the radio pool seat, as we call it, uh, I think is in the fourth row. And uh, so you, obviously with only a handful of reporters, you have a much better chance of, of getting called on. Uh, from the president. So I'll be in that position tomorrow and then would be close to the president and uh, depending on what his schedule looks like, which we'll know later tonight. I see. And just as a side thing, Greg, because you you join us every week, we feel as though we know you well. Uh, You and your family, Mm -hmm. uh, how are you handling this when you go home at night and you enter into your house? What sort of precautions are you taking so that your wife and children are okay? Yeah, we're going through uh, the, the few uh, plastic or latex gloves that we already had right. in stock here at the house, and uh, we're going through uh, you know the the hand sanitizer and cleaner that we also had on stock. Uh, we're we're taking the the normal precautions I think that most people are are doing. Um, obviously, I, I'm able to to work remotely from home on on certain days. I sometimes have to be in a news studio. Tomorrow, I will be physically at the White House. So I've been in and out of the house uh, more than other members, uh, although my wife is also working in an, in an essential industry. Um, and so it's not broadcasting, but it's uh, dealing with um, a retirement community of all places. And so uh, she, uh, uh, just like reporters going into the White House, she is getting her temperature taken sure. as she walks in uh, the door of her work facility as well. So uh, we are... We are out and being exposed more than perhaps we would like on certain days, but uh, we're, we're doing the best we can to, to stay healthy and so far have been. Well, Greg, we're grateful for you, for your presence in the show, for your Our friendship, you. and uh, we continue to pray for you and uh, really look forward to your segments with us each week. So thank you. Appreciate you saying that. Thanks, you guys. Our pleasure. Greg Clark's in SRN News White House correspondent. We look forward to tomorrow. Perhaps we'll see uh, Greg uh, in one yeah. of the rows with the president and uh, engaging with the uh, national media. Take a break. Come back. Oh, a 44,000-year-old painting. Who was around 44,000 years ago? Artists. At the Original Mattress Factory, we believe that selecting your new mattress is a decision that's too important to rush. You should only purchase a mattress when you're ready, and you are assured you got the best value. That's why we offer our lowest and best price to everyone, every day. You don't have to wait for a holiday weekend, haggle with a sales associate, or face the pressure of a today-only sale. You can take your time and make a choice that is right for you, knowing that you'll always get our best price. Visit OriginalMattress.com to learn more. At the Original Mattress Factory, we don't just have a low-pressure sales approach, we have a no-pressure sales approach. At OMF, you'll never feel pressure to buy when you're not ready. You can feel free to shop around, 
test out our mattresses as many times as you need to, and quiz our team on anything about the mattress industry. We're here to help make your mattress buying experience better, not pressure you into a purchase you're not ready to make. Stop by an OMF store today to experience the no-pressure original mattress factory difference for yourself. She seems happier. Her fur is so much shinier, silkier, softer. She has really mellowed a lot. Sheba is a 105 lean pounds of shiny, smooth, happy dog for life. The shedding has stopped. The itching has stopped. Since 2001, we've helped more than a quarter million dogs get over their nutritional deficiency miseries. And saved our customers bazillions in vet bills. Everything we tried failed except the Dynavite. Come to Dynavite for help. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. If you want the dog to be healthy, you've got to feed it something healthy. The omega-3 fatty acids. Flaxseed, zinc, alfalfa. The digestive enzymes that are cooked out of regular dog food. Dynavite is nutrition. Dynavite for life. Don't let your dog itch, scratch, stink, or shed like crazy. Come to Dynavite for help. 859-428-1000. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. America is a great big country. Filled with all kinds of different people. And we all count. That's why the 2020 census wants to make sure we're all counted. Why is it so important? Because the census helps inform how hundreds of billions of dollars will be spent each year for things like... New roads, health clinics, even more school programs. So make sure you're counted. Because you count. Shape your future. Start here. Complete the census at 2020census.gov. Paid for by U.S. Census Bureau. Most of the time you have to choose convenience or value. Family Dollar is different. We're in your neighborhood, won't empty your wallet, and we've got the food, drinks, pet supplies, and household products you need. Stop in a Family Dollar today. Washington County parents, you have a choice in your child's education. For nearly 40 years, Central Christian Academy in Houston is where pre-K through 8th grade students receive the comprehensive education they need to become top of the class. Learn more at ccaschool.com. 101.5 WORDFM Pittsburgh. On your smart speaker by saying, play the word Pittsburgh. And on your phone via the Word FM mobile app. iHeart, tune in and at radio.com. Tonight, a shower in places early, otherwise cloudy and colder, low 38. Mostly cloudy and chilly tomorrow, high 48. Cloudy tomorrow night with a shower in spots, low 40. Wednesday, a shower in the area in the morning, otherwise mostly cloudy. High Wednesday, 51. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Brian May. You know the adage, picture is worth a a thousand words. Mm -hmm. Okay, so you, Kath, just came back from Indonesia a couple of months back. Mm -hmm. Well, now there's a report that an ancient painting... A painting that's guesstimated to be some 44,000 years old. A painting that's 44,000 years old that was done by a human? 44,000 years old, found in one of the caves, found in a cave in Indonesia. Done, of course, by Homo sapiens. Now, it's fascinating. Do we know for sure they were done by Homo sapiens? Well, um, I guess that's a matter of scientific inquiry mm-hmm. greater minds than you and i that's for sure i hope they're not relying on us to come to a conclusion right. i'm reading an article from uh, the economist the magazine the economist and um the author is coming along for a ride he is interested in archaeology anthropology mm-hmm. and has been invited into this this sort of um series of caves that are owned by of all things a cement company 
in Indonesia. And not too far from where this painting was found in 2016, this gigantic cement company digs down into the ground. They explode, and then they pull up you know, the raw materials, mostly ore, okay. to make cement. So someone wandered into one of these caves, found this incredible painting. And the painting is of, it's not hard to imagine, a hunting scene. Sure. And there are people But that, how can it be 44,000 years old? People have existed for a long time on this not, earth. I, but I, don't, I, I didn't think it was that long ago. In this article, in The Economist, it says there's ancient scribblings. It's not a scene. Ancient scribblings that go back some 70,000 years. Really? Yes. Anyway, back okay. to the painting itself. All right, go back. It is a hunting scene where there are these beings, and they are part human, part dog, part sort of otherworldly, like- chasing wild pigs. Boars. Okay. They're holding spears, and it's a thing. Now, I guess we could argue about the proper age of the piece. Except that you and I have no qualifications, so that would be a really dumb argument. I'm just going to present the facts. As <laughs> Yeah. Right? I'm not going to tear them down. I mean, I think it's fabulous. 44,000 years old. Yeah, the oldest known drawing is 73,000 really? years. Yeah. So I'd love to see it. Wouldn't you love to of see something I'd like this? Of course, I'd love to see it. I can't. I was right there, John. Right? Did it say what island in Indonesia it was on? Uh, yes, uh, the Sulawesi, S U L A W E S A, an island where every arm has a distinct climate, mm-hmm. whose landscape ranges from misty wow. highlands to dense forests. Well, sadly, I wasn't there. Mm-hmm. So it's obviously not a Bob Ross picture. No. No, no, though, it is not a Bob. Though Bob, Bob has <laughs> been so prodigious in his output, I would imagine they're probably Bob, all over the world. If Bob were alive, he could probably you know create something like this. Probably right, a like a half spun. dog, half man. Here's a little stipple, right? Hunting now. scene. We're just gonna, <laughs> Did, just leave. I don't think Bob's famous for his hunting scenes. No, he's no. not. More, more, he's famous for sunsets and trees, isn't he? All right. Speaking of art, yes. Uh, the debauchery of humankind goes unabated, even in a pandemic era. News update. <laughs> Update. Uh, in a brash overnight robbery, the Wall Street Journal reports, thieves stole a painting by none other than Vincent van Gogh uh. from a Dutch museum that's been closed down for the coronavirus. So, go ahead. <laughs> you were so excited to I jump in. Gonna... I hate to restrain you. Here's, when you hear about these art thefts, mm-hmm. you think, after all this time, why themselves are the museums not equipped to foil such things. Well, now, strangely enough, the general director of this museum, the mm-hmm. Singer Lauren Museum, said the museum security system operated entirely according to protocol. Oh. Well, now, if it operated okay. according to protocol, I think there's a problem with the protocol since you lost a major work. They better call. I mean, what? All these different guardian, home safe security, all these things. I don't. I don't know. As is like a Tom Cruise kind of Mission Impossible. Do you want to know thing something about the, the painting lasers. or not? Oh, sorry. I am, though, secretly, and of course it's no secret anymore because I'm going to tell you all, a little fascinated with art theft. You are? A little bit. It is kind of cool. But here's the deal. What do you do with it? Well, so that's the problem. I'm glad you asked because Dutch authorities have registered the theft with Interpol, so they're going to ensure it's not sold. So what are you going to – you can't okay. offload it. So if you're like the art thief, you saw something, then every like you hang it. Say you hang that in your apartment. Every time you look at that, you go, that's beautiful. I stole that. Right. How much? What, you, how what can, kind of joy exactly, do you get no from joy. that? Exactly. There's no joy. I agree. You want to know what the painting is? Sure. Parish Garden in Noonan Spring. 
I have no idea. No, what's that look like? Do you have a picture of yeah, it? Yeah, I have a picture of it, but it's in black and white, so it's kind of a little hard to see. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was it was painted in 1884. This is the best of the internet. This, here's the painting that was stolen. Hand me that useless okay. thing you're showing. Yeah. The 1884 painting, which was on loan from the Dutch Groninger Museum since January, was one of several that Van Gogh made in Noonan, where he went to live with his parents in the mid-1880s. It is oil on wood. Hmm. Yeah. The painting's value is unknown. I did not know Van Gogh lived with his parents. Oh, yeah. You know how I was at the Van Gogh Museum in Amsterdam over the summer? Yeah. And they do a really wonderful job there showing all the different eras of his painting and all the different eras of his life. Really? That's when I learned they lived at his parents. So can you imagine like Van Gogh in the basement of his parents' house and like they go, come on, let's get to work here. And he's they like, were yelling at him. I'm for... down here painting. I'm creating masterpieces. No. They told him to You're stop. Like... Doing video games and produce something of value. (laughs) The uh, auction record for a Van Gogh is $82.5 million. Wow. That's fabulous. Oh, I'm if you, once this all ends, I keep thinking of wonderful places to go and Mm -hmm. things to do. You know, you sit there and daydream about it. If you have a chance to go to the Van Gogh Museum in Amsterdam, it will. It is so full of joy and life. Yeah, I bet it is. Oh, my gosh. But, you know, the weird thing is someone who created such lasting beauty led such a sad and tortured life. I know. Right? And he knew Jesus. Yep. And there was mental illness mixed in. Yes, there is. It's a really odd, fascinating, beautiful, heartbreaking story. Vincent. And there's redemption in a world to come. Amen. Take a break. Come back. What are we talking about? Oh, Tim Muehlhoff, oh one of our favorite guests. We're going to talk about if God is for us, who can be against us? What does that mean in a pandemic? 101.5 WORD gives you the chance to show an act of kindness that could pay off for you, too. Just a little more kindness? Enter the Kindness Challenge for the chance to win $5,000 for you and 5000 for a worthy organization. Just a lot more kindness, I think. Enter once each day through the end of April. Get bonus entries for completing individual acts of kindness, plus lots of other ways to increase your chances of winning. Be kind to others and to yourself. Be a little more kind to each other. Enter the Kindness Challenge now at wordfm.com slash kindness. You've all helped build MyPillow into the amazing company that it is today. Now, Mike Lindell, the inventor and CEO of MyPillow, wants to give back to my listeners. You can get great discounts on all MyPillow products if you go to MyPillow.com right now and click on the radio listener specials. You're going to see some amazing offers. Right now, MyPillow is offering an exclusive radio special. Today, we're offering buy one, get one free on a variety of amazing products, including the Supima MyPillows, Giza Dream Sheets, MyPillow Towels, Roll and Go Anywhere Pillows, Duvet Covers, Giza Pillowcase, Bolster Pillows, and Neck Pillows. Plus, if you buy Mike Lindell's book, What Are the Odds? From Crack Addict to CEO, you'll get free shipping and a $25 gift card. Just go to MyPillow.com, enter promo code WORD, or call 800-391-0954. Be sure to use promo code word my pillow is answering the call for more face masks as the country continues to deal with a global coronavirus pandemic they'll be making face masks for hospitals across the country there's a virus spreading across the country but i'm not referring to the one you think it's a different kind of pandemic i'm referring to the left's attack on free speech the attack born on college campuses and now has spread through the media online and at your place of work If you dare think for yourself and say what you believe, the hard left will come to shut you down. But one film is fighting back. No Safe Spaces, starring Salem Radio Network's Dennis Prager and comedian Adam Carolla. 
Netflix won't carry it. Amazon Prime won't carry it. But now, you can watch this important film from the comfort of your home. Go to nosafespaces.com. Learn how you and your family can exercise your First Amendment rights and express the principles, values, and ideas you hold dear. Go to nosafespaces.com now. That's nosafespaces.com. Hi, I'm John Henney from Henney Jewelers. Since 1887, my family has helped people celebrate the most memorable moments in their lives. We are rooted in faith and commit to doing the right thing again and again. We believe in the covenant of marriage and use our To Have and To Hold program to encourage couples as they prepare to spend the rest of their lives together. Please stop into our Shadyside store to learn more or visit HennyJewelers.com. Henny Jewelers, your jewelers for life. God is for us. Who can be against us? Dr. Tim Uhlhoff joins us on a regular basis. Uh, he is with us today. Tim, how are you, sir? I'm doing well. We are self-isolating in our house. Good. We're on top of each other. Right. Everybody's home. How so. many? How many? How many in your house? Uh, uh, three adult uh, children and me and my wife. And we're all trying to do stuff online at the same time. Mm-hmm. That's, That's exciting, isn't it? That is it, exciting. It is. One's doing law school. I'm teaching my classes. Noreen works for Biola, so she's in meetings. And uh, yeah, it's pretty crazy. But it's just beginning. It, it sure is crazy. Tim, it is. Tim, there's there's historical precedent, though. I keep telling myself this, and I've talked to my family about it over and over again. We're not the first group of humans to endorse something like this. We're not the first group of humans who've been called upon to do hard things without any certainty of what's coming next. Yeah, absolutely right, Kathy. Um, I'm having devotionals with my students. It's just an optional time I offer once a week where mm-hmm. students can just come in. And uh, we did Romans chapter 8, and I told them beforehand, I said, okay, be encouraged for some tough love uh, from God. But I think there's some ultimately encouraging news. So let me just give you some context real quick. Okay. It's AD 55. Paul is going to write a letter to the church at Rome. He doesn't know that that nine years later, Rome is going to be engulfed in a fire that will last for nine days. Two-thirds of the city will be destroyed. Uh, Nero, at the time that Paul wrote the letter to Romans, is 16 years old and ascends to the throne of Rome, is treated like a god. Uh, I remember when my kids were 16, they thought they were a god, and I told them no. But he's now considered a god, and yet nine years later, after the writing of the Book of Romans, Rome is in tatters, and he, he needs an out. So he blames Christians, and this is one of the darkest persecutions, is Nero's persecutions. This is when he would um, use Christians as human torches to line the streets of Rome. Uh, So Paul is, uh, via the Holy Spirit, preparing the church for a persecution they don't know is coming yet. And so this is what Paul says in Romans chapter 8. He says, what then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, Who can be against us? And at that point, I stop with my students, and I say, okay, in the midst of a pandemic, how do you know God's with you? List it out. Like, like, what do you got? And they'll say things like, well, if my family members don't get sick, uh, if my grandparents don't get sick, if uh, I'm able to go back to school in the fall, if my parents' business doesn't go under, and all those kind of things. And I say, oh, boy, did you see how you just set yourself up for a big fall? 
right? So look what Paul says. Talk about, now, just prepare yourself, John and Kath. They talk about classic good news, bad news. Paul says this. In verse 36, he quotes Psalm 44, and he says, For thy sake we were being put to death all day long. We were considered as sheep to be slaughtered. Now, when he writes that, there is no persecution happening in the Roman Empire. We know that from history, there is no persecution yet happening, so he's preparing the church. And then look at the very next verse. But in all these things, we overwhelmingly conquer through him who loved us. And I say to my students, reconcile the two. You're like sheep being led to slaughter, yet, Paul says, we are overwhelmingly conquerors. Reconcile the two. And that's a great conversation for my students and for your listeners. Right. And that's grown-up faith. Those are the questions. Yeah. Those are the questions that grown-up Christians ask. Yes, not not Christians. So I, I want to say this very sensitively, because my son got laid off. Just got a brand new job as a physical therapist. He's laid off. My son's not going to go through an official graduation. Uh, we're wondering if my wife's going to have a job in the fall with Biola University. So I, I'm, we're not immune to this. But, but when Paul says to the early church, listen, I promise you one thing. I do not promise you you won't get persecuted. I do promise you that nothing can separate us from the love of Jesus Christ. Nothing. And then he goes through some interesting things to mention when persecution is not happening, right? He says nothing can separate us from the love of Christ. He says um, neither um, uh, things present or things to come, famine, nakedness, uh, persecution, peril or sword, that would have sounded a little odd to these Christians reading this, because it hasn't happened yet. And so what I would say to your readers, if, if God is for you because you will not get the coronavirus, uh, if God is for you because your finances won't be touched, if God is for you because uh, those who have predisposition to this will, won't be touched either, then, then I think we're saying that God isn't for us. But but Paul is saying a man who would himself be martyred is saying, but I tell you, nothing can separate you from the love of Jesus Christ. And is that enough yes. for us, yeah. John and Kathy? I don't. To be honest with you, I don't know if that's mm-hmm. enough for me. If my finances go down in the toilet, right. and right, I, I, and somebody I love dies, I, I don't know if that's enough. What an interesting check. Uh, that James would later say, hey, I want you to consider it joy when you hit trials. Why? Because mm-hmm. it's a litmus test of where your faith is at this particular moment. Yes. So God may be for us, but in hard times, we may not be for God. Oh, John, well said. Oh, that's, yeah, exactly, John. Exactly. And that's a, that's a valuable, like I give my students midterms. I'm actually giving them a midterm this Wednesday. Um, and a midterm is, let's just check your progress so far in the course. It's a midterm. It's not the final. So I think God, every once in a while, allows midterms to happen. And the midterm is, okay, church, do, do you believe in the second great commandment? Even when it costs you something, do you believe in the second great commandment to love your neighbor as yourself? And eventually, we know from history, John and Kathy, when those plagues came to the Roman Empire, there were 30% mortality rates. People were dying because nobody knew what to do, and there wasn't a welfare system, there wasn't a medical system. So the church literally went out the very empire that would persecute them when the plagues came and hit the Roman Empire. They went out and sacrificed their lives 
rescuing the very people who persecuted him. My goodness, and you wonder why the church grew like it did. And today is an opportunity for us to do that, to show that kind of neighbor love and, and to reach out to people. Dr. Tim Muehlhoff is with us, professor of communication at Biola University, uh, author of Defending Your Marriage, The Reality of Spiritual Battle. Uh, Tim, I was reading a passage in Habakkuk, uh, the third chapter, that goes along with, with Romans 8, and as soon as I start to say this, you're going to know what it is. Though the fig tree does not bud, and there are no grapes on the vine, though the olive crop fails, and the fields produce no food, though there are no sheep in the pen, and no cattle in the stalls, yet... I will rejoice in the Lord. I will be joyful in God, my Savior. Why? Because the sovereign Lord is my strength. He makes my feet like the feet of a deer. He enables me to tread on the heights. Now, I've read that passage a lot. I lost both my parents this year. And one of the things that was very mysterious to me is that in all of their their suffering and all the issues surrounding that, I did not, my faith was untouched. I did not lose my faith. However, I truly lost most of my emotion toward God. Mm. I did not have joy. joy. I did not have, I didn't have affection. I think that's what it was. I think maybe I had joy. I don't know, but I definitely did not have affection. And I, when I read Habakkuk or Habakkuk, however you want to say it, chapter three, I think about that. I think, I wonder if the I wonder what the message is of this passage. I mean, I'm sure there are multiple messages, but one of them is to me that things are really bad, and that doesn't mean, and for you to rejoice in God doesn't mean you're happy. I guess that's the thing. How do you feel about that? Oh, Kathy, boy, when you just said what you said, um, that that is C.S. Lewis's A Grief Observed that he wrote after the death of his wife, Joy. He said, I I knew too much to doubt God's existence. But I don't think he cares about us anymore. I, I think you go to his, remember that famous line, I go to his door and I knock and I hear a double bolting on the inside and then silence. So here's what I would say to your listeners, Kathy. I, I would have these conversations, age appropriate, of course, but I would have these conversations with our kids. I, I would say, okay, where is God? And and what does prayer do? And, and what does it mean, God's sovereign? I, does it mean that he created this virus to, to what, to remind a fallen world of our rebellion? So I would have these conversations as we're all sitting around, you know, in between Netflix. Let's have these conversations where we sit down with, with, with our kids who have grown up in Christian homes, perhaps, and to say, okay, like, what does prayer do? And, and where is God? And why doesn't he do more than what it seems like he's doing? And those are great disturbing but great adult i love what you said kathy this is adult faith so maybe some kids are too young for this but if you have teenage kids kids in college adult kids now's the time to have this conversation and to be honest that's good tim always a pleasure thanks so much for checking in listen uh through these hard times yeah peace be with you and your family yes. Yeah, thank you. You too. Stay safe. Mm-hmm. You as well. Tim Muehlhoff from Biola University. He is the author of two books that we love, uh, Winsome Persuasion, Christian Influence in a Post-Christian World. His latest is called Defending Your Marriage, The Reality of Spiritual Battle. Tim Muehlhoff from Biola University. Gold. It's soaring. Are you missing it? If you have an IRA or 401k, you probably are. Less than 1% hold physical gold. We've been told by Wall Street it's for crazy people. Really? 
What's crazy about an asset that beats stocks two to one? I'm Adam Barada, national best-selling author of the book, Gold is a Better Way, owner of Advantage Gold, an Inc. 5000 member, and highest rated gold IRA firm in the world. Gold is booming because gold is really about debt, and global debt is a pandemic. If you have an IRA or a 401k, I want to give you my book for free. That's right, free. Text GOLD to 49776. That's the word GOLD to 49776. Learn why gold will outperform pumped-up stocks from this point forward. Turn your IRA into a wealth growth machine. Text the word GOLD to 49776. It's time to stop being crazy. Text GOLD to 49776. If you're a licensed counselor in Pennsylvania, Grace Wellness Center doesn't want to hire you. They want to partner with you. At Grace Wellness Center, you'll find the personal support and professional development you need to build your ideal clientele. Grace Wellness Center invests in you so you can invest in your clients. Get the support, training, and personal coaching you need to pursue your passion and build a kingdom with offices throughout Greater Pittsburgh. Join the team at thegracewellnesscenter.com. With all that is going on today regarding the coronavirus, City Mission needs you now more than ever. City Mission has taken precautions to protect its vulnerable resident population. You can help. Any donations you believe will help during this time are greatly appreciated to continue to serve both City Mission residents and our community and keep City Mission doors open. For all the details, please visit citymission.org and please join City Mission in prayer to get through these challenging times. America is a great big country. Filled with all kinds of different people. And we all count. That's why the 2020 Census wants to make sure we're all counted. Why is it so important? Because the Census helps inform how hundreds of billions of dollars will be spent each year for things like... New roads, health clinics, even more school programs. So make sure you're counted. Because you count. Shape your future. Start here. Complete the census at 2020census.gov. Paid for by U.S. Census Bureau. Does your dog itch, scratch, stink, or shed like crazy? Come to Dynavite for help. Order a 90-day supply of Dynavite. Pick up two bottles of Licko Chops. Get the third bottle free. New improved Licko Chops with omega-6, omega-3, vitamin E, and now six extra direct-fed microbials. Even better for the digestive tract and immune system. And dogs love it. Try Licko Chops. Buy two, get one free. This is Henry Lukasiewicz for Dynavite. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Today is a very special day. National Doctors' Day. Could we not be observing that at a better time? Did you watch? I watched 60 Minutes last night. I didn't. Tell me about it. Oh, my gosh. They interviewed doctors in New York City. Oh, God, uh, men and women. These poor people, they look like they have just been through Armageddon and back. I mean, oh my gosh. Just, they, the pace of it, the challenge of it. When did you it. last sleep was the question. Oh my gosh. And they were like, uh, I really don't, I can't. It's a one, at one point, do the doctors who are on this always, do they lose their efficiency mm-hmm. because they're so burnt out? Yeah. You think at some point you have to pull everybody out and put in another team just to make right, that work. Right. So God bless the doctors. I was telling uh, both John and Mike today that I was driving to Bloomfield from my house yesterday and I passed Children's Hospital and I passed Allegheny General Hospital. And as I passed them both, I prayed. I prayed for the 
power of the angels of heaven to descend on those places and empower doctors and nurses and orderlies and phlebotomists and social workers and counselors. If you've ever spent any time in a hospital with a loved one, you know how essential those people are. They keep you going. They help you to navigate the difficulties of a disease or a diagnosis or a recovery plan or whatever it is. Day in, day out, listen, and their attitudes are oh always my gosh. excellent. Listen, seriously. Listen, the power of God is made available when we ask, and we need to be asking on behalf of our doctors mm-hmm. and our nurses and all the medical staffs, um, because if we're not there, we need to be praying for the empowerment of the people who are. Amen to that. Yeah. God yeah. bless you, people. Yeah. I mean, stay home and pray. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Netflix is fine, but we need to schedule serious prayer time. Listen on your smart speaker, the Word FM app at wordfm.com, iHeart, TuneIn, and on radio.com, in the car or at home, too, at 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. With SRN News, I'm John Scott. President Trump is defending his decision to extend restrictive social distancing guidelines through the end of April. The president says he listened to public health experts who presented him with dire projections for the expanding coronavirus pandemic. A Navy hospital ship arriving in New York Harbor to help relieve the coronavirus crisis gripping New York City's hospitals. The ship has 1,000 beds. Macy's is furloughing a majority of its 130,000 workers beginning this week as its sales have collapsed because of the pandemic. Stocks are higher on Wall Street, led by healthcare stocks bringing the market surge over the past week to 17%. Oil, though, has tumbled to an 18-year low. The Dow gained 690 points today. The Nasdaq up 271. The S&P picked up 85. This is SRN News. There's a virus spreading across the country, but I'm not referring to the one you think. I'm talking about a different pandemic, the left's attack on free speech. But one film is fighting back. No Safe Spaces, featuring Salem Radio Network's Dennis Prager and comedian Adam Carolla. And now you can watch No Safe Spaces from the comfort of your home at nosafespaces.com. Watch this film that Hollywood, Netflix, and the left doesn't want you to see. Go to nosafespaces.com now. We're about to hear a commercial for a very unique mortgage team that has a very specific advantage that could save your family monthly and lifelong money. Two things you should know. One, we were started by a dad and his son and his wife and his sister-in-law, and we've grown to be a faith-focused mortgage team that's helping families across the U.S. We're faith and family at our core, and we don't hide it. Two, we've still stayed fairly small, on purpose. We're only about a couple dozen people, a makeup that we believe lets us truly know every person that calls. But we also have a big advantage. Our company is a direct lender, which means our company gets to use its own money and make its own decisions within its own walls, a reality that often allows us to get you a better rate, which could save you monthly and lifelong money. We are United Faith Mortgage at unitedfaithmortgage.com. United Faith Mortgage is a DBA of United Mortgage Corp. 25 Mill Park Road, Melville, New York. Licensed mortgage banker. For all licensing information, go to animalistconsumeraccess.org. Corporate animalist number 1330. Equal housing lender. I license in Alaska, Hawaii, Georgia, Massachusetts, Mississippi, Montana, North Dakota, South Dakota, or Utah. At Harry's, we work day and night to make shaving enjoyable. We think we've got it down to a science, actually. It starts with the most important stuff, our five-blade cartridges. They're strong, sharp, and made in our world-class German factory. Our craftsmen are a meticulous bunch. They're obsessed with quality, which is why we offer a 100% money-back guarantee. 
As for the handle, it's grippy and weighted for extra control, even when wet. Lastly, we have this whole no-ripping-people-off policy, which means we keep our prices fair every day. Take our blades. They cost as little as $2 each, because we think more money in your pocket is as enjoyable as it gets. When you're ready to start shaving the enjoyable way, get your Harry starter set. It includes a five-blade razor, weighted handle, shave gel, and travel cover, all for just $3. Free shipping included. Just go to harrys.com and enter 3388 at checkout. That's harrys.com, code 3388 at checkout. Harry's, engineered for enjoyment. If you haven't switched to Pure Talk USA, you're probably paying too much for your cell service. Pure Talk covers 99% of the country, and plans start at just $20 per line with no contract and a one-month risk-free guarantee. You've got nothing to lose. You can even keep your phone and your number. Get 50% off your first month when you call now. Just go to puretalkusa.com and enter promo code HALFOFF. That's puretalkusa.com, promo code HALFOFF. Tonight, a shower in places early, otherwise cloudy and colder, low 38. Mostly cloudy and chilly tomorrow, high 48. Cloudy tomorrow night with a shower in spots, low 40. Wednesday, a shower in the area in the morning, otherwise mostly cloudy. High Wednesday, 51. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Brian May. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. I thought yours was kind of dim. It is. I thought you said I misspelled it. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. I'm, I'm positive that I can spell positive. Stay positive. Uh, yeah. Welcome to uh, Day 12. I said it was 13, but I do believe it's Day 12, it really? the pandemic edition of The Ride Home. People's numbers are all over the place. Whatever. This, this doesn't matter. What am I doing? Okay. This is horrible. <laughs> What, what this this Purell stuff? It's the worst. The worst. It is the it is the worst. Holy smokes! Okay, sorry. What is that's a mess. Working at home. Uh, yeah, are you working at home? Yes, yes are, I am working at home. Yeah. Although right now we're in studio, we are live broadcasting high top Green Tree Hill. That's right. And Park if you want to see the show, if you want to watch it unfold, please log on to Facebook, 101.5 Word FM, or The Ride Home with John and Kathy. Mm-hmm. You can uh, watch the show. You can leave us a message. I'll get back to you as I am able. I know that I'm behind right now on the Facebook Already feed, though. but I'm getting back, people. Yeah. If you put something down, I'll get back to you. Wait, that's a little sidebar. We could broadcast from home. We, but could, we have yes. chosen not to. Yes, we have chosen to be For here better instead. Or worse. You know why? A lot of people are broadcasting at home. New Mike is lonely. Yeah. That's what it is. That's why we're here. Because New Mike's going to be here regardless. Kath and I, we can just go pick up and leave. That's right. New Mike I'll is take one for the team. He, he's always looking for more people to be around because his three-year-old attached to his leg is mm. not enough company yeah. in a twenty-four-hour period. Mm. Right. Seriously. Okay, so let's get back to working at home right. now. I, um, I've worked at home for several decades because that's just the way my jobs have been. But for many people, this is a whole new thing. My husband has never worked at home, and so he has had to jump in with both feet. It's been a big adjustment. Sure it is. But thank goodness for this new you know, teleconferencing, Zoom, and whatever, you know, how many different platforms there are. Right. 
For those of us who have jobs, and we do know this, we have to recognize a lot of people don't have jobs. Of course. They've been laid off or been fired outright. They've just lost their job. So no income coming in. We are grateful yes. to have a job. We Absolutely. are not complaining not at by all. any stretch. Absolutely. Not at all. And if you find yourself working at home, you don't want to be ungrateful. But at the same time, I think it's okay to admit that you often feel overwhelmed. You feel overworked. It's a different landscape. It feels like you're being taxed in ways that you, with which you're not familiar. I would agree. I have a couple tips. Oh, okay, fine. Okay. Tips for working at home. Tips for working at home. Now, snacks. No, Number 1. Snacks are very important. I agree. What well it, your work from home snack would be? Well, <laughs> I mean, if I want If he's going to say chips again, Mike. I mean, if I want to come out of this pandemic reasonably intact with, you know, you know, not having gained 50 pounds, as much as I'd like it to be chips, it wouldn't be chips. What would it be? Nuts. Oh. A great choice. Mm-hmm. A wonderful choice. Yeah. And not like a M&M trail mix nuts. No, because that's really, that's dessert. That's candy. Who are we kidding? Right. Come on. So I would do, you know, some peanuts, pretty basic, okay. or some cashews. That'd be fine. Pistachios, <laughs> mm-hmm. right? Do you remember the old red pistachios? Were you alive for that? Yes. The ones that used to make your hands? Right. What was the point of that? Wait, my lady's laughing. He's laughing at the, the old red pistachios. No, Were you alive for that? that? Yeah. Were you alive for that? Well, they don't do that anymore. There used to be a time whenever pistachios were considered exotic, and they would dye them red for some Why did weird, they do I that? I don't know. That's my, weird. Mike, do you know that? I had no idea that they did that. It was... Tune into the John had, and Kathy I show. I had forgotten it until no, right no, no. this minute, no but way. I remember being a little kid, and it, you know, my dad would give me pistachios in a little bowl, and then he'd make me go wash my hands right. afterwards. Huh. I used to buy them at uh, W.T. Grant or G.C. Murphy's. They would have under a little light bulb, so the pistachios were always hot, but they were always red. You get them in a little, a little white bag, yeah. right? You buy them like a quarter pound, half a pound or whatever, and then they were... And they were your hands were always red. How about this? How about when you buy pistachios? Now you can buy them de-shelled. That yes. is lame. That's no, cheating. No, that is cheating. cheating. No, I love it. Don't no, do that. That is a classic American workaround. No. I don't like do it. not give in to that. No. no, you don't have to take the time to no, peel no, it or no, anything. No, work no, for no. your pistachios. No. You have to work. Listen, I went through the die period. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to jump exactly. right ahead to the de-shelled period. Plus, I have to be honest. Without the slowdown of having to get them out of the shells, they're not as good. And you eat way too many. Yeah. Good. I agree. They are not as good, and you eat way too much. Well, like we came it. down hard on Mike on we that. We did. Work hard. I think they're pretty good. <laughs> I well, love them. Well, you're a millennial. <laughs> He's barely a millennial. Okay. All barely. right. Can we go back to working from home? I mean, oh, this sorry. is a hard segment to get through. Yeah, we have to talk about food a lot. I mean, sorry. good grief. So snacks being number one, I think it's fine. My snack of choice, yep. chili lime trail mix, oh. Archer Farms from Target. It's very specific. That's good. Especially delicious. I eat it every single day. What? What? Every single day. Wait, you tell me. Every single work day. Since we've been under lockdown? Yes. You've gone to Target? Um, I went to Target before the lockdown started oh, you and got 50 got bags. 12. Oh, oh, I see. Okay, mm-hmm. 12. And how many have you eaten? How many bags do you have left? I think I'm through eight, so I think Whoa. it's starting to wane. I've not been to Target. Is Target open? I guess they are. I don't know. Is Target open? Target's probably open. Target.com would be open. Well, I bet you I Target, think Target's the store open, is open. Too. Yeah. I think you're right. Hmm. Anyway, okay, so that's snacks, yeah. first thing. The second thing is, I think it's, I've always thought this, it's helpful to have a room in your house where you don't work. Yeah. If you work from home, you end up working wherever. You end up, you know, you'll have your phone with you and you'll, you know, send an email to your boss when you're in the living room. And then you'll do something in the kitchen and then, and you just end up working all the time. I try to keep one room in my house where it's I'm- work free. That's, that's work free. Well, that, I, 
see that doesn't happen because you've got your phone with you, and as long as you've got right. your phone with you, you're gonna you know you can work. This right? is just I, I'm not saying you can't. I'm saying you shouldn't. I think it's mentally helpful to have a room in your house where you don't work. I guess, but as long as you got snacks, you're okay. <laughs> just saying. snacks are going to compensate. You know, I'm trying to help here, John. Sorry, you know what ahead. the segment is, Keep right? Keep going, yeah. Okay. The segment, and I'm helping. Okay. I think it's also helpful if you're going to be at home, and I hear you laughing, yeah, Mike. I'm, yeah, right. I'm trying to rescue this, people. I think it's helpful to realize that you're going to work sometimes, and you're going to work other times, but like working an eight-hour straight day doesn't normally work at home. Oh, yeah. I can't imagine. I don't do that. Do You, do, you don't do that. No, but I'm saying that because I've had many years to figure it out. I'm saying a lot of people who've never worked from home are thinking they're going to get up at the same time and they're going to work straight through 8.30 to 4.30. And I'm just saying that that doesn't work at home. No. I would imagine it'd be like being at the bird feeder. You work for a little bit, you step away, yes. you hang out a little bit, you watch a little something, you come so back. So what that work- means is that it could be 1030 at night and you're working you're at home. Working. Yeah. But, but that's okay because maybe you didn't work between two and four. Right. It's just, it's a different, you, you have to have a different rhythm when you're working from home. So I wonder if there is a, a, a downward trend of productivity working at home because it's all about balance and discipline. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It is hard. I think... Also, knowing when you are at your most productive will help you. The peak of your day. Yeah. yeah. And that's something that you don't – if you are in an 8.30 to 4.30 job, you don't have an opportunity to really work into. Because say you're right. – like, I'm a night person. I tend to be very productive at night. And so when I had an 8.30 to 4.30 job, that was frustrating for me because I felt like I was kind of coming alive at 10.15, <laughs> but I wasn't working then. Yeah. Your boss is going, you know, she's not really that she good at really work. She doesn't really do anything. <laughs> and you're at home going, I'm at my peak right now. I need to be at work. No, well, and work I'm is like closed. organizing my sock drawer. Yeah. Anyway, once I started to work at home, I actually became, I think, a much better employee because I started working at times when I'm most productive. So tune into the John and Kathy show, 1030 every evening here on 101.5. <laughs> okay. It's surprising how much of my show prep I do at 1030 yeah. at night. It's always just the way it's always well, been. Well, pays off right now for this segment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, last thing. Yeah. Snacks. Get outside. Get outside. Get outside. I mean, if you're used to working in an mm-hmm. office, maybe you you get up and you walk to the coffee, you walk to the bathroom, you walk to get that person's office, and, the, and then all of a sudden you find you're at home, you're in front of your computer, and oh, you don't walk yeah. anywhere. Yeah, yeah. You Listen, can't. You really cannot do that. I said this during the 4 o'clock hour. I mean, yesterday, was yesterday not like one of the best days ever? Seriously, it was so beautiful. It was so warm. It was so windy. We opened the, all the windows in the living room and just sat on the couch oh. and talked. I loved yesterday so much. It was wonderful. That was like just... heaven to me. If every day could be like yesterday, I'd love it so much. I'm all my troubles seem so far away. It's all my recommendations. Yeah, very good. Very nice. Working yeah. at home. You want to add anything to that, John? Snacks. That's what I'm saying, my friends. <laughs> Coming up Life next, is better. Dr. Charlie Camozzi, our good friend. He's a professor at Fordham University in New York City. We're going to talk to him about what's happening in his school, in his family, and in his community. Live from New York City. That's next on today's Ride Home. 1.5 WORD. At home, at work, or when home is work. We're here with the information, teaching, conversation, music, inspiration, and hope you need right now. Use your smart speaker to connect to Pittsburgh stations sharing the word that changes the world. Okay. Find us at The Word Pittsburgh. 101.5 WORD. Sweet strawberry icing. You're in goodwill and just past that vintage denim jacket you spot. Miniature donut earrings. 
You lean in. Ah, that's the scent of shopping success. Because at Goodwill, every item you buy funds local job training and more. So bring home those donut earrings and bring home so much good to your community. Goodwill, bring good home. Brought to you by Goodwill and the Ad Council. You know, spring cleaning doesn't just mean the deep clean you do around the house once a year. You may want to do some tidying up for your business's digital marketing, and Salem Surround can help. We give you all the right tools to surround your target audience and turn website visitors into website leads. Contact Salem Surround for a free evaluation of your digital presence and learn how to get your advertising message in front of today's consumers. Learn more at surroundpittsburgh.com. Surroundpittsburgh.com. Connecting you with new customers. Choosing your child's school is a big decision. You want more than a great education. You need an education partner with high academic standards who respects your values, offers a safe place to learn, and where your child is known individually. For 35 years, Eden Christian Academy has provided ACSI-accredited college preparatory academics and a strong spiritual foundation of character and faith for students in preschool through 12th grade, where they're prayed for, known, and valued for who they are. Learn more at EdenChristianAcademy.org. It's easier to change the world than you think. Sponsor a child in extreme poverty with Compassion International, and you will change the world for that child. Just text the word CHILD to 83393 to sponsor right now. Hello, this is Terry Hanna, host of Christians with Secret Addictions. I'm not a pastor, theologian, therapist, or counselor. I'm a Christian with 26 years of healing from multiple addictions. If you or a loved one are lost in the wilderness of an addiction, we're here for you every Sunday evening at 6.45 p.m. on 101.5 WORD. Why not join us on the spiritual journey to the promised land of healing? Talk to you Sunday. It's easy and profitable to be kind to others when you enter the Kindness Challenge. Each day for 30 days, we'll post a new act of kindness that you can do for others. On May 2nd, you could win $5,000, and a deserving organization will also receive $5,000 in your name. You can make a difference in others' lives when you enter the Kindness Challenge. Enter today for your chance to win at wordfm.com slash kindness. Dr. Charles Camosi is with us. Dr. Camosi is a, a teacher at Fordham University, professor of Christian ethics. He's interested in building conversations and solidarity between groups which sometimes find it difficult to engage. His latest book is called Resisting Throwaway Culture. Charlie, welcome back to the show. How are you today? Oh, um, below average, I think. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So you're yeah. in New York City right now at Fordham University. Uh, is your family in New York City, Charlie? Well, we live across the river in New Jersey. So, but we're um, this is all kind of one metropolitan area in some yeah. ways. And uh, there's a lot of fear. There's a lot of um, uh, social isolation. There's a lot of question marks. There's a lot of, frankly, despair. Um, especially since, uh, as after the president's move yesterday, there doesn't seem to be a nearer term end in sight for this. Right. Charlie, talk about your relationship with the city. So Fordham is in New York. You're living in New Jersey. Um, what are the normal rhythms that you have in your work life and family life? And, and what's happened now? Well, I would normally, since I'm a professor, we don't really work, as you know. 
I go, I go, I go, I go, and I go into uh, teach uh, twice or three times a week. Okay, I make a commute right over the George Washington Bridge um, uh, into Manhattan, and then into the Bronx, where Fordham, uh, where the Fordham campus is, where I teach. Uh, and you know, sometimes I'd, I'd go down to Manhattan for a talk, or to meet a colleague, or a restaurant, or a show, or something like that. Yeah. Um, all that's totally gone. I mean, this, uh, if you've been watching news, you've seen the streets are virtually empty life is ground to a halt the city that never sleeps is is definitely sleeping right it, it, it has got to be shocking i mean it's new york city so it's this gigantic mass millions and millions of people every day we've seen the photographs and the videos it, it's a virtual ghost town and there's a good reason for it uh i'm a bioethicist by training and i've been speaking with um doctors and other healthcare providers for a good two weeks now Last night, I even um, did a little um, Zoom meeting with some residents who are just completely freaked out about all this. Like they are, these are these are um, ER residents. In fact, some of they see some of the worst really? things you could ever see. Yeah. Um, and um, and and the, the somewhere between just abject fear and despair uh, was what I described. Oh, what I saw, right. and so um, it's it's it's. And this, and that's New York is one place, and we get a disproportionate amount of the coverage because the media is here. But, but it's bad here. It's yeah. really bad. I mean, it's essentially the nation's hotspot for the coronavirus. So, I mean, your despair—I uh, don't think it's outsized no, for it's the situation not. that you're in. So, Charlie, um, talk about you know, as a bioethicist, you're looking at this from a, a completely different prism than most people are. But you are also a man of strong Christian faith. And those two worlds collide. So there is terror at one point because you see the hard data that's in front of you. But on the other side, you also know that Christ is in you and with you. And no matter what happens, he will be on the throne and you'll be with him someday. Yeah. Uh, one thing I think this wakes us up to in the very rich, developed West is something that for most of human history has kind of gripped the human condition. So if you just look historically... Um, uh, at how humans existed. This kind of thing was fairly, um, like, regular. Yeah. In fact, uh, there's some good historical scholarship and biblical scholarship that suggests, well, historical scholarship, which suggests that some of the reasons that Christianity grew as an early church was precisely because of how Christians reacted in precisely these kind of situations, pandemics, epidemics, plagues, that sort of thing. The Christians would stick around longer the theory is, and they impressed the surrounding population so much as this kind of weird mm-hmm. minority um, that they were willing to do that. So, um, we, you know, we've been shielded from this for the most part, and it looks like if we continue to do what we do, we'll be shielded from the worst. I mean, there's still going to be probably somewhere between 100,000, 200,000 deaths, but if we if we can continue to do what we're doing, it's going to be, it's, it, I mean, it would have been, if we, if we did do what we're doing now, it would have been just horrific, awful, awful, awful. But as a Christian, I want to say, like, this is maybe our time to shine. Historically, this is what we did, and mm-hmm. I hope we can find a way to do that again, especially once we're given the all clear. Yeah. Well, Charlie, I think it's also important to recognize that being, you know, the best version of ourselves cannot we cannot be dependent on ourselves to do that it's just it's a it's a it's a um, a gift of the spirit 
um, that those fruits are available and evident in Christians when times are hardest. Um, so us trying hard is important, but relying on ourselves to represent God in these times is, um, I, I think it's kind of overblowing what we're actually able to carry off. Yeah, and it, it misses the fact that we are finite beings yeah. who are going to die someday yeah. and who have finite resources. My dissertation and first book was titled uh, Too Expensive to Treat? Question mark, And it, it really wrestled with this question of the fact that, again, we're all going to die someday. We all have virtually unlimited healthcare needs. And it's just the fact of human infinity that we have limited resources, even as rich as we are, as powerful as we are, uh, the we don't have enough to treat everyone. And mostly we, we leave that for the, you know, the major planners of our healthcare systems to decide about how and and of, uh, you know, private insurance companies decide how they're going to allocate specific resources. But now we're totally faced with that. It's right in our face. Our finitude is, is really here. We can't really deny it at right. this point. Yeah. So then go back to that conversation you had last night. There you are talking to people who have made their living, you know, sort of on the razor's edge where they've seen all sorts of tragedy and calamity. And now essentially as they're caring, it, it could be visited upon them. Um, is is that the fear, or is it? I'm sure it's many things. Lack of resources. The end date may, you know, is just wide open. Who knows when this will end? All those things together, and especially if you're not a believer, all that turmoil. Even if you are a believer, you still see impending doom and gloom, and perhaps your certain death upon you. I mean, that's got to scramble people's minds and bodies tremendously. These. These ER residents were already, even before this epidemic and pandemic, um, were already had mental health situations that were pretty precarious. One, one really underreported fact about healthcare providers in general is many, many have very serious mental health issues, especially when they're residents and overworked. Yeah. Now they're now they're just like it's a, it's a completely absurd thing that they're trying to deal with here. They don't have enough personal protective equipment. They don't have enough ventilators, and often they don't even have the proper ICU beds. Already, this is already the case, right. and so so they're thinking, why am I doing this? Like, what benefit is this going to give anyone for me to be here? And I could infect myself, I could infect my family, I could lose my life. Um, a number of them have families that they were telling me about. So you can imagine the despair and the and the, in some cases anger and frustration that they have. This isn't. I mean, they signed up to be ER doctor, but they didn't sign up for this. Right. Dr. Charlie Camosi is with us. He's a professor of Christian ethics at Fordham University in New York City. And uh, we're talking about what what's going on in New York in his uh, community, in his school, with his friends. Uh, you know, Charlie, a couple questions back, you know, we were talking about what, you know, the superhuman strength that's called, um, that we have to call upon in moments like this and how, right. you know, we can't expect to be perfect Christians. We can't expect to be perfect examples of Christian faith. You know, even though, as I said that, I felt like... Isn't it weird? You have to do both things. And we also are all called to put our best foot forward. Like, we have to do this. This is when we're called to act like we know Jesus. I mean, we can't collapse in the corner. Um, there, There is a future for us, and there is a real Jesus, and we've been called to a real faith that has the rubber has to hit the road at this point, right? Yeah, I think especially, again, once we can um, responsibly step out of our um, you know, yeah. social isolation. It's going to be very important for Christians. I mean, it's always important to do this, but it'll be especially important for us to live out our faith um, in the presence of other people. I was just talking with my students, or I'm teaching my students online, of course, like so many other people. 
and we were just talking about this uh, this afternoon in class, like class, quote unquote, mm-hmm, right. um, online. Um, you know what? What if the if the human life is one that's essentially in relationship with others, an embodied relationship with others? Christ didn't come to us as a a book or a series of propositions. Christ came to us as a person, right? God came right. to us as a person to interact with. Um, if that's the fundamental fundamental way of being in the world, a, relate, a real relationship with a real person, flesh and blood. How can Christians then? Because we were already pushing away from this as a culture. We were right, already of course, we're already isolated. Yeah, yeah, exactly. This is just going to set it on right. hyperdrive if we're not careful. Yeah. So, can Christians kind of be salt and light in a world that's pushing away, from, like monads, individualistic monads, pushing away from each other? And kind of, can we can we kind of bring ourselves back? Of not, can we be the first to reach out our hand and shake our hand and to give someone a hug right. when maybe? Um, others might hesitate. Okay, let me uh, tell you. One yeah, Charlie, I got to tell you this story because I, I want to get your read on it. This happened to me yesterday. I was driving from my house to go get a pizza for lunch for my family, and I had both my daughters in the car. We pulled up at this stoplight, which is right in the uh, in the uh, right in the outskirts of downtown Pittsburgh, and there was a guy there holding up a sign asking for money. Yeah. And so I reached in my bag and I, I got some stuff, and he came over to the car and I grabbed his hands with my hand and I said looked him in the eye and I said, do you have a place to go? And I had a short conversation with him, told him about a local mission, gave him some money, and we went on our way. And as I was pulling away, I thought to myself, I shouldn't have touched him. I shouldn't have touched him. You know, I shouldn't have done that. That was, that was really stupid. And and so the whole way to the to the pizza place, my daughters are having a conversation, and I'm talking to God like, what kind of circumstance are we in where I reached right. out to touch this man, which is what I always do at that intersection, and now I'm thinking I shouldn't have done that because now I've jeopardized myself or him right. or my daughters I'm or whatever. Die. This I don't know how to think about where we currently are in the world. Boy, that's a big question. I know, and I'm not, um, I guess I'm not asking uh, you to answer it. I'm just, no, no, I just, but I, I, I do have some thoughts. Okay. Yeah, just some thoughts. Uh, first of all, I think that the fact that you're even living in that place is a good thing. So there is a tension, of course, between just being a straight up no chaser utilitarian, what's going to produce good consequences and what's going to produce bad consequences. That's not who Christians are to be. And um, I, that living in that tension versus the, I have an obligation as a Christian to reach out and touch this person who bears the face of Christ in a special way because they're the least amongst. And uh, I don't have good answers about how to resolve that tension, but for the person who says, just do everything normally, just be a Christian like you were three months ago, there's something deeply wrong about that. But also, on the other hand, there's something deeply wrong, I think, about us being just, again, consequentialist about it and saying, I will never look another stranger in the face. I will never encounter another person. I don't want to live like that. That's not the way we should live either. So I think it's important to live in that tension, and but I don't have a good answer yeah. about how to like calculate the answer. Right. Okay, so then what about you personally, Charlie? You know, we're, we're sitting at home and, you know, we're, we're reading the New York Times online. You see what a debacle New York City feels like. How about you and caring for your family, mm-hmm. going to the grocery store, just the basics, you know, the ABCs of day-to-day? How's that work? It's rough, you know. Like, I have, uh, I think I've talked about, we have three adopted children, and then a, a, we had a surprise baby a couple of years mm-hmm. ago, so we have a toddler now. And my my little one, Thaddeus, is 22 months old, and he's had uh, pneumonia twice in the last six months. And the doctor has said, you know, we really think that, the children this young are okay, but because he's had uh, damage to his lungs, serious damage over the last 
few months, you really should take extra precautions. So we immediately pulled him out of any daycare that he was in, and we've been just kind of huddled around him. And so we don't go to the grocery store. We have the groceries delivered. Um, And then, uh, which is one good place, I guess, of living in a high high population area is we have, I can get Whole Foods to deliver us groceries. But then I saw a video online of a doctor the other day saying, okay, when you put your groceries on the table, on the left side of the table, that's the part for the stuff that might have coronavirus. And then you clean it and you put it on the other side of the table. And he showed us all the, you know, the criteria you need to use to determine whether something is clean or not. And you can just make yourself absolutely insane. Oh thinking about, Did I touch this with which hand? Like, did I touch what? that box? Oh. Like, was that clean enough? And um, so that's kind of, but I don't know any other choice. Like this, one of the nefarious things about this virus is that, even though the kill rate is probably not as high as people thought, it's just so much more transmissible mm-hmm. than uh, even the flu, which is very transmissible. So it can literally um, stay on surfaces for days. It lives on clothing. It lives on metal, especially. Um, it doesn't live on cardboard, we think, as long as some other places. But if you get the groceries delivered, those were handled by somebody, and you just don't know what their situation was. Right. And so, okay, so the, you're doing that on your table, and your kids are watching you. What's the conversation with your kids like? <laughs> My kids are unfortunately, um, they unfortunately have to eat uh, lunch and dinner with a bioethicist. So I, right. I ask them lots of questions about, about, about Too these bad things. for I'm them. Like, Gina, you, you, tell, you tell me who you'd give the ventilator to, Gina, in this circumstance. Right. But um, um, uh, they get it. I mean, they're, we've been talking about this them, with, uh, with them about this for weeks and weeks now because we kind of see it coming, especially in the New York area. Kind yeah, of yeah. Places that we go first. Um, I don't. I, I know the older ones um, definitely understand it and are being helpful. The younger ones, it's not totally clear. Um, yeah. But we're we're trying to make do. the The thing that we're trying to do every day is just go outside and go for a walk, and, mm-hmm. you know, Good. And, Good. Um, and get some fresh air and get outside of the house. Sure. Okay. So then, what about you? Uh, you know, as a husband and as a dad and as a bioethicist. Uh, how's your prayer life? What does that look like? Yeah, you mentioned that in your email to me today. I'm like, oh gosh, um, I'm being called out here. I one, I will admit to this. I, I because this is right up my professional alley. Um, I think I've been too intellectual about it. You know, I've mm, just kind of accept, sure. you know I've been thinking about this question. Yeah, I get that. Since I wrote my dissertation 12 years ago, I, I mean, if there was one time for me to kind of shine in the public sphere, it's now because this is what I've been thinking about for so long. But in the last, especially after that Zoom meeting yesterday, I've kind of come down to earth and like, oh my gosh, I really need to absorb the human toll here and go to God with that because there's really no other thing to do when you when you run into that kind of despair and fear that I did yesterday. I mean, there's not there's no formula for that. There's no paper for that. There's no book for that. There's there's grace for that. And um, yeah, I I need to. Thanks for the reminder that I need to pump up my prayer life here, too. Okay. Well, listen, um, we're praying for you. Yeah. We are. We don't say that lightly. Yeah. And it's a very difficult situation. Uh, you and millions of people in metropolitan yeah. New York City are in. But uh, And, Charlie, you've personally just done such excellent work over the years that we've appreciated so much. We've passed on to so many listeners. We've had wonderful conversations, and uh, we hold you close to our hearts. I feel the same way, and don't hesitate to have me back on. I love talking with you. Thank you, Charlie. Charlie Camosi from uh, Fordham University. You can find him easily online. We'll take a break. Be back. We've got more ahead. It's The Ride Home with John and Kathy here on 101.5 Word FM. Hello, friends. It's me, Marcia, from The Spring House. We are hoping you are all healthy and safe. 
Our family wanted to let you know that because our cows are requiring twice a day milking, the spring house is still open for you to stop by for your farm fresh from our herd milk and hot out of the oven breads and buns and meats and cheeses and cookies and anything that will make life happy and comfy and easier during these uncertain times. Our buffet is still full of family recipe lunches and suppers every day to take home to eat at your own family table. And our catering team even created a special take-and-bake meal, which you can check out online. We even ordered in extra toilet paper in case any of you are in a pinch. We've been so blessed this last week by customers thanking us for staying open and, best of all, telling us that they're praying for us. We just wanted to let you know that we are praying for all of you, too. Here's a big hug from all of us at the Springhouse to you. We love you. If you're a licensed counselor in Pennsylvania, Grace Wellness Center doesn't want to hire you. They want to partner with you. At Grace Wellness Center, you'll find the personal support and professional development you need to build your ideal clientele. Grace Wellness Center invests in you so you can invest in your clients. Get the support, training, and personal coaching you need to pursue your passion and build the kingdom with offices throughout Greater Pittsburgh. Join the team at thegracewellnesscenter.com. Over these many months, you've heard Kath and I sing the praises of Grove City College. We do so because both Kathy and I have children attending Grove City. We write the checks. We're part of the community. We know firsthand about the excellence of Grove City. I do believe that the education there is excellent, and the uh, interactions I've had with professors, with the university administration, and just the experience of my kid. I mean, it's just been wonderful for our family to see her develop in a place that's committed not just to her education, but also to cultivating her calling in life. She feels like she's getting an individual approach, while at the same time being a part of a great university environment. And that's it. You've seen your child develop. They walk in as a young fresh Four years later, they're going to come out as a fully formed, functioning adult with a really strong theological background, great friends that last a lifetime. To me, that's the essence of what a quality education is when your child goes to college. So if you're thinking about college for your child, we'd highly recommend you make a visit to Grove City College. It's a beautiful old campus Mm -hmm. surrounded by so many wonderful things. Make sure that your child puts that on their list as they go about looking at higher education. Grove City College. Look at it online at gcc.edu. Stop by for a visit and say, hey, John and Kathy sent me. That's Grove City College. Ask Alexa to play the word Pittsburgh to hear us there. We're on your Google speaker, too. Plus, iHeart, tune in, and on Radio.com. 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. Tonight, a shower in places early, otherwise cloudy and colder, low 38. Mostly cloudy and chilly tomorrow, high 48. Cloudy tomorrow night with a shower in spots, low 40. Wednesday, a shower in the area in the morning, otherwise mostly cloudy. High Wednesday, 51. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Brian May. Boy, it's been gratifying, challenging, and humbling to see how many people around the world are turning to a public reading of Scripture in these times uh, for the purposes of wisdom, for the purposes of encouragement, of communion with God, of hearing the truth. And so we're responding to that. We're devoting one segment on our show per day to the public reading of Scripture. And today, it's Psalm 4. You want to start? Yes. Psalm 4. Answer me when I call to you, O my righteous God. 
Give me relief from my distress. Be merciful to me and hear my prayers. How long, O men, will you turn my glory into shame? How long will you will you love delusions and seek false gods? Know that the Lord has set apart his faithful servant for himself. The Lord hears when I call to him. Tremble and do not sin when you are on your beds. Search your hearts and be silent. Offer right sacrifices and trust in the Lord. Many are asking, who can show us any good? Let the light of your face shine upon us, O Lord. Fill my heart with joy when their grain and new wine abounds. In peace I will lie down and sleep, for you alone, Lord, make me dwell in safety. Psalm 4. We would encourage you as well, uh, either individually or if you're fortunate with your family, to gather together and read Scripture as often as you can. You know, we've um, traveled along this show today. It feels we're talking about a lot of different heavy subjects. Yeah. Well, a good friend of ours who's a regular guest on our show, Father Jason Chiron, is with us next. He has a great story to tell about new life in his own family. So stay with us. New life in the midst of despair. That's straight ahead on The Ride Home with John and Kathy. WORD. Your station for leading the way with Dr. Michael Youssef. Our world is getting sicker by the minute. In many a marriage, there is so many broken vows, selfish ambitions blinding so many politicians. And even in the Church of Jesus Christ, there's some who have abandoned the truth that they once believed for the sake of popularity. The world is sick, not just with the coronavirus. Sin and rebellion are destroying the foundation of our lives. Dr. Michael Youssef gives you tools for healthy living in a sick world. Join him for Leading the Way. Tomorrow morning at 6.30 on 101.5 WORD. Are the impacts of the pandemic causing you worry? The long-term effects of COVID-19 are unknown, but the short-term effects for the stock market have already included record single-day and single-week losses. How is this health scare affecting your retirement savings? Call Kirk and at Accurate Solutions Group. Kurt and his team have managed market fluctuations before. Schedule a phone or video consultation to create a plan designed to help reduce the risk of your retirement savings. From the latest health scares and other market events that could impact your savings, you likely have questions. Don't wait. Call or text for a complimentary phone or video consultation, 412-515-0005. You don't know how the market is going to continue to react. You only know that you don't want your retirement savings to feel more effects from the pandemic or other volatile events. Get your retirement plan checkup today. Call Kirk Kenotic at Accurate Solutions Group, 412-515-0005. Don't wait. Call or text 412-515-0005. Investment advisory services offered through ASG Investment Management, LLC. There's a virus spreading across the country, but I'm not referring to the one you think. I'm talking about a different pandemic, the left's attack on free speech. But one film is fighting back. No Safe Spaces, featuring Salem Radio Network's Dennis Prager and comedian Adam Carolla. And now you can watch No Safe Spaces from the comfort of your home at nosafespaces.com. Watch this film that Hollywood, Netflix, and the left doesn't want you to see. Go to nosafespaces.com now. With all that is going on today regarding the coronavirus, City Mission needs you now more than ever. City Mission has taken precautions to protect its vulnerable resident population. You can help. 
Any donations you believe will help during this time are greatly appreciated to continue to serve both City Mission residents and our community and keep City Mission doors open. For all the details, please visit citymission.org and please join City Mission in prayer to get through these challenging times. You invest in things that are important to you. Whether it's your home, your car, or your mattress, you want to know that you are getting the best product at a fair price that will meet or exceed your needs. At the Original Mattress Factory, our factory direct model and knowledgeable sales staff are here to help. We'll walk you through the process and ensure that you get a high-quality product at a price that works for you. Visit OriginalMattress.com or a store near you to see the OMF difference for yourself. Amidst the heaviness of life in the world right now, we got some good news. We surely do. Jason Chiron is with us. Jason's a regular guest on our show. He is uh, Father Jason Chiron at Holy Trinity Ukrainian Catholic Church and a brand new father. Jason, friend, congratulations to you. Oh, thank you, John. Thank you, Kathy, for having me on, and thank you for the congratulations. Jason, we are, <laughs> we are so geeked for you. Now, first off, before we talk about the new baby, uh, tell us how many daughters you have, Jason. We have uh, six daughters. Mm-hmm. Six daughters. Six daughters, And yeah. you, you've just had another baby, and something different about this one? Uh, yeah, he's got a handle. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's uh, 20 years, seven kids, three countries, and the Lord sends us a boy. And we, we don't find out, you know, we're just being fruitful, multiplying, and doing what he tells us to do, and uh, being open to life. But, you know, if it's a boy, it's a boy. If it's a girl, it's a girl. It doesn't matter. I mean, it's a gift from God, you know. And uh, so we don't find out. But uh, that day, I, you know, we found out when he came out. And uh, I, uh, you know, I, I don't want to be melodramatic, but I fell to the floor. And I, I uh, you know, tried to compose myself and stand up again, open my mouth. And all that came out was tears and screams of joy and then i fell down again and uh it was it was quite a scene you know the some of the uh one of the other doctors and nurses from one of the other delivery rooms came in because there's all the yelling and my my wife wasn't yelling but it was a you know a middle-aged man yelling you know? and they wanted to know what was going on and they said oh it's the seventh child, but it's the first boy. Oh, my so, God. oh that explains it. Oh. <laughs> That's so fabulous, Jason. Really, it is. We're so excited yeah, for Yeah, we you. really are. I mean, so, okay, so the age difference, your oldest to your youngest, how old is your oldest girl? Well, she's almost 19. Wow. And, uh, and this one is uh, not even two weeks, so basically 19 years between them. Fabulous. Yeah. And, and how are mother and child doing? You know, we're just... She's a glow. My my wife Helena is uh, you know the joy of my life, and she's she's just uh, uh, it's like she hasn't missed a beat. She's you know uh, busy about the, the house here and the family, and uh, she's the queen of the beehive, and uh, everything is just uh, there's such joy right now in the house. You know, uh, if and if there's any fights right now, if there are any fights, it's you know who gets to hold the little one. So uh, I'm I'm ninth in line. I got my wife and my mother-in-law. She's living with us for now, and then. Uh, you got the six girls, and then you know whatever time is left before he goes to bed. I get that, so uh, but I'm not complaining. No, not at all. Fabulous, Father yeah. Jason. Sharon What's your is baby's with name? Us. Yeah, tell us the name of the baby. What well, Daniel, a prophet mighty indeed before yeah. God and men, and Patrick, because he was born on St. Patrick's Day. Hey, oh. fabulous, Daniel Patrick Sharon. Oh, that's wonderful. Excellent. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm, put, I'm putting I'm putting his picture up on our Facebook page, the ride home with John and Kathy, so we can all Google yep. over him, or not mm-hmm. Google, Google. Yes. Different. <laughs> yeah. But and and one of the things like the about Patrick is, you know, uh people think of St. Patrick today and they think of, you know, just an excuse for, you know, drinking and partying sure, and sure. whatnot. 
but uh, and it's a time when people really let loose, and they during middle of Lent, and they you know they celebrate a little bit, and they have their green beer. But you know, Patrick, his life wasn't you know so easy. Uh, you know, at the age of sixteen years old, he was captured by Irish pirates. You know, taken from his home in Britain, and he was taken off as a slave. I mean, that's you know not really something you want to put on your curriculum vitae. You know, this is what what happened to me when I was sixteen. But you know, it became the the, the, the starting point of something absolutely tremendous and beautiful. And, uh, uh, you know, as, as Patrick had faith, same with us is, you know, uh, we may have to wait a little bit for, for something we dream about, for our deepest desire, but God knows our deepest desires. And if, we, if we're people of faith and, and trust, then uh, it's all going to work out well. Everything will work out well. I'm into that. So, Jason, uh, seven children. Uh, I'm sure as, you know, you're out with your family, you know, a, a large family today is an unusual thing, isn't it? People have to look at you and maybe they, you know, sort of give you a second or second or third glance. How do you handle all that? Well, I see it as an opportunity to, you know, share the, 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 the life of, of Christ with people. Is uh, You know, this is what I've received. I received life. And... Uh, why wouldn't I want to pass it on? Why would I want to hoard that to myself? And uh, uh, that, that's the philosophy that my wife and I have. And I mean, it's not our philosophy. The Lord said, you know, be fruitful, multiply. So um, if I really enjoy life and I'm the beneficiary of it, then it's really uh, selfish of me not to pass it on if I have the opportunity to do so. So that, that's kind of, uh, you know, a standard line I like to share with people is that, uh, you know, if you love people, if you love your wife rather, then, you know, love leads to life. It spills over. You know, the chalice overflows. The cup runs over. We're talking to Father Jason Sharon, Holy Trinity Ukrainian Catholic Church in Carnegie. We're talking about his brand new baby boy. It's his seventh child and the very first son. Mike, can you put up that picture again? For those of you who are streaming and watching the show on Facebook, look at that face, people. <laughs> he looks fabulous, Jason. Oh, my gosh. I believe he's wearing jammies with sheep on them. Mm-hmm. I like that very much. I appreciate that. All right, Jay, so um, who gets up with the baby in the night? Well, um, the Lord arranged it so that... Did the uh, Lord arrange it? He arranged certain things so that uh, women are better at feeding at night than than Uh men are. So um, I... You know, I help as much as I can, but, you know, there are, only, there are limits to that. So, yeah, right. um, uh, but, uh, yeah, so I, I try to help out. Although if, if it's like a, like this past Saturday night, I had to get up Sunday. And, uh, so I, I kind of went to the basement and, um, but yeah, no, I, I try to help her as best I can. Right. I, I would imagine, you know, the, the place in the basement will be a safe haven for a while for you, Jason. <laughs> well, I'm, uh. I, I'm enjoying spending as much time as I can with uh, with the little one. So. so as a pastor, Jason, you certainly you've got a large family at home to take care of in the midst of uh, the worldwide pandemic that's happening right now. Talk to us about how you're addressing that with um, the fellowship at church. Well, the way I'm doing it is, you know, the, the three foundational virtues of every Christian in this world is faith, hope, and love. And that's what sets us apart from the world, is that mm. we have these three divine gifts, faith, hope, and love. And uh, the other virtues we all have, are we, we share those with other people. You know, you don't have to be a Christian to have the gift of generosity. But faith, hope, and love are infused gifts right from God into the, into the Christian heart. And, um, you know, if, if we don't meet the challenge that we have before us, like St. Patrick did, um, if we don't meet it with faith, hope, and love, then we're not really living out our calling as Christians. So people have to see how we're responding uh, to this crisis, and they have to see that we, of all people, are responding according to 
faith, hope, and love. And the hope, obviously, is that God is, gu- is guiding and guarding, and he's going to lead us through it. Um, one of the things I was talking to a parishioner friend of mine about was, um, you know, the, the Blessed Mother of God, Mary. Um, you know, a teenage pregnancy, out of wedlock, uh, a broken engagement. Well, he, Joseph is about to break it off quietly. Um, she has to go to the hill countries to visit her distant relative, Elizabeth, and people think it's just to say hi to Elizabeth, but really, I mean, it seems as though she's going there to avoid people because of the shame. And this is all happening during a time of you know Roman military conquest when there's a tyrant who wants to kill children and does so, all those boys two years and under. And for that, we send around Christmas cards saying peace and joy. You know, And this is what the Christian spirit does, is it turns something as horrible as that into something as beautiful as the Christian celebration of Christmas, because we see the central beauty in it, that God became man amidst all that gloom. So it's the same with this. We don't have a tyrant. We don't have a military dictatorship running over us and wanting to kill our children. We have a virus, and we've been here before. We're Christians. You know, let's, uh, let's suck it up and live, it, live as, as men and women of faith, and uh, hopefully by the way we live, people will become Christians. Amen to that. That's really well said, Jason. Listen, uh, you put a big smile on both Kath and Mai's faces, and we're just so thrilled for you and for the new arrival of Daniel Patrick in your life, for all seven of your children, your wife, your mother-in-law. Just God's blessing to you. Yeah. Well, thank you. And uh, this is a, you know, I just want to tell your listeners, uh, I'm personally very happy, but I'm also excited. I see good things are happening, not just because I have a boy in the house, but, you know, people are, the sidewalks are crowded. You know, you go into the Panhandle Trail, people are crowded there. They're moms walking with their teenage daughters. Uh, you know, people are spending time with their kids. They're connecting with people they haven't called for years. Yeah. If it takes a virus to make this happen, then glory to God. Mm. Amen to that. Father Jason Sharon, Holy Trinity Ukrainian Catholic Church in Carnegie, new dad. Yes. The connections are good and strong. We praise Jesus for that. We'll take a quick break, come back, and stick around. There's still a little chunk ahead. Hello? Is this thing on? Okay, uh, could I get a little more volume? Oh, whoa! Okay, never mind. It's fine. Just there, right where it is. Hey, if your AV system sounds like this, or if it sounds like this, or if it sounds like this, you need good sound. Uh, guys, I think we lost... Okay. Hey, we're back. You need Good Sounds. Good Sounds specializes in design and installation of audiovisual equipment for churches and schools. You might not need new equipment. An expert adjustment might be all you need to get the most out of the equipment you already have. So visit GoodSoundDesign.com. Oh, come on! Uh, That's GoodSoundDesign.com and click the $99 evaluation to schedule a general tune-up and review of your current AV system today. Because remember, if it can't be heard... (sighs) Let's try that again. If it can't be heard, it can't be good. Good Sounds. Book now at GoodSoundDesign.com. And behold, Jesus met them on their way and greeted them. They approached, embraced his feet, and did him homage. Then Jesus said to them, Do not be afraid. Go tell my brothers to go to Galilee, and there they will see me. There's a real reason for the Easter season. Share it with a friend. Send an Easter greeting for free from CrossCards.com. Like the rest of us, you're probably tired of all those annoying sales calls to your home telephone number. Now, there's a solution. 
OurOldNumber.com will block those pesky robocalls from getting through. And most live sales calls will hang up. So how does it work? Callers to your home telephone number will hear a personalized greeting from you. The caller selects the family member they wish to reach, and the call is immediately forwarded on to the family member's cell phone. There's no equipment to buy. There's nothing to install. No long-term contracts. It's still your phone number and remains in directory assistance. The service is only $9.99 per month, and you can eliminate your landline connection and save money. Now, calls to your home phone number can reach any member of the family wherever they are and get rid of those annoying sales calls. OurOldNumber.com. It's just $9.99 per month. Go to OurOldNumber.com to learn how you can get started blocking sales calls today. That's OurOldNumber.com. OurOldNumber.com. You'll be glad you did. Most of the time you have to choose convenience or value. Family Dollar is different. We're in your neighborhood, won't empty your wallet, and we've got the food, drinks, pet supplies, and household products you need. Stop in a Family Dollar today. I get this warm feeling every single time we have special needs patients in our office. Their needs are not that different from anybody else. Spending the time with that patient is very rewarding to me. Exceptional dentistry meets compassionate care at StockFamilyDentistry.com. I would like to have a poke and a smile. Oh my gosh, well listen to this. Yesterday was a this day in history, and I thought it was important enough that we could celebrate it 24 hours later. Sure you can. March 29th, 1886, John. Mm. Coca-Cola created by Dr. John Pemberton, who produced it in his backyard in Atlanta, Georgia, and we salute you. We certainly do salute you. Because we love ourselves some Coca-Cola. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, there was a time when I drank Coke virtually nonstop. I've had to stop. Because it's sickening when you do that. It is, yeah. Plus, it's fattening. It is, right? and I don't think there's a lot of like nutritional value in it. None, no. Mm-hmm. So, I've taken your lead. Yes. And I'll do a Coke a week. Oh, great! Is that mm-hmm. what you're doing? Mm-hmm. Okay. Do you know that in the um, Coke Museum in Atlanta, which if you're ever in Atlanta, you just cannot miss it. It is like you would die, John. Yeah. It is such a slice of Americana. It's wonderful, but they have the the. All sorts of original items for when John Pemberton created the brew, right? And it's labeled as a tonic for headache and exha- headache and exhaustion. Well, there was cocaine. No wonder. If you were exhausted and you had some cocaine, they'd give you a little pep, wouldn't it? Headache and exhaustion. Uh-huh, yeah. So oftentimes when I reach for a soda, my husband says, a tonic. are you experiencing headache or exhaustion? <laughs> and I say, yes, thank you. Yes, I, I am. And that's why I'm... Mm-hmm. Okay. Your favorite Coke product? Um, I don't think anything can surpass... The original. Coke in a glass filled with ice and the original. Okay. And if I've got my druthers, I'll do it in a tall bottle. Mm, glass bottle. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mike? I'd have to go to the same. The same. Would you really? The, the regular. I have okay. to go regular. Although lately, okay. uh, there has been a, um, a burst of flavors. I do like, uh, especially when I was a, a little kid, a cherry phosphate Coke. Mm. Mm-hmm. Okay, now it's adding a lot of... A little sugar. Yeah, yeah. A little syrup. I don't know. It, How about an orange Coke? Uh, it's fine. Vanilla Coke? It's fine. That, to me... 
is van- the pinnacle of the Coca-Cola achievement. A vanilla Coke. A vanilla Coke That's is so perfect. I feel like the orange vanilla, now we're adding in too many tastes. Yeah. I feel like we need to pare it down a little. But the vanilla mm. just adds the smooth on top of the hard edge. You put that over ice, you are... Yeah. So glad no, to be alive. No, no complaints. Yeah. Okay. Uh, when you go to a how restaurant, about, wait. How about a float made with vanilla coke? No, I'm not liking that. I'll do a root beer float. Nope. I think there's something nope. sort of sacrilegious about a Pepsi. No, beer. no. I think it's delicious. Not how, Pepsi. No. How about when you go to the store or to a restaurant? And they go, I, I, I want like to have a coke, and they go, We have Pepsi, and you go. So what do you do? do you say no at that moment? More often than not, I do. Do you say no, Mike? Do you say no? Yeah. No, I'll get a Pepsi. Yeah, Pepsi. I'll get a Pepsi. No, I will. Like Pepsi. No, I'll get a Pepsi. I'll switch to a root beer. I, will you? Mm, yeah. You're that much of an originalist. Yeah, I, I can't. admire that. Well, you know, because you got your taste buds are set. Pepsi, eh? I mean, it's, it's okay. good. It's fine. It's not Coke, but no, it's, it's good. Yeah. Okay. All right, we salute Dr. John Pemberton today for inventing Coca-Cola. Yes. Thank you. We salute you. Thanks Have for being with us. Have a great night, everybody. Hey, See you tomorrow. Pass the word. We're streaming on Facebook. The ride home with John and Kathy. A production of Salem Media Group.